It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Rams Nation? Taylor Rapp here, your newest L.A. Ram. I'm excited to get to L.A. and get to work. Let's go, baby. How we doing, Rams fans? My name is Dakota Allen. I play linebacker at Texas Tech. I'm your newest uh, draftee. I just wanted to say how excited I am to be a part of this organization. I know y'all have a huge fan base from east to the west coast. And I'm just, man, I'm just very blessed to be in this position to be where I am today and, and, and to be a part of such a great organization, man. And, and thank you. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Tuesday edition Lockdown Rams. If you didn't catch Monday's edition, go back, give it a listen. We talked over the newly acquired Rams draft picks. We went through uh, rounds two and three, well, partially through three. We hit up Taylor Rapp, talked about him, as well as Daryl Henderson, David Long. Today, we're going to pick up that conversation, finish the rest of the draft picks, talk a little bit more about how we feel about everything, getting some grades in from around the NFL as well as listening in again to Les Snead, Coach McVay, talking on day two of their press conference, talking about once the draft was completed, how they feel about everything, talking in depth about some of these players. We're going to hear from some of these players, a few more of the phone calls about them, a few more interviews with some of the position coaches to hear about their thoughts about the new players. Overall excitement in this organization. This is a team that went to the Super Bowl, second to last pick in the first round, parlayed that into... Eight selections. We just signed 14 undrafted free agents. We're going to talk about that over the next couple of days. Pick the brain of downtown Rams, Jake Ellen Bogan, who's going to be on tomorrow, what his thoughts are, not only about the draft class, but about the undrafted free agents. A lot of winners can come from there. Guys that start on the practice squad, work their way up, or even just come in to camp and fight for a position, whether that's on special teams or a small role in the team. Lots of those players to get excited about. And we're going to break it all down here on Lockdown Rams, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And you can check out all of our podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network on the new streaming app, Himalaya. Go check it out. Download it. Tell me what you think. Uh, it's where I listen to all of our Lockdown Podcasts now. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all the other normal places you listen to podcasts. We are there as well. Social media, hit us up on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, Lockdown Rams, all accounts. LA underscore Rambling Bear, that is your boy. Hit a brother up. Let me know what your thoughts are on this draft. Well, like I said, I'm going to pick up where we left off yesterday. We finished with David Long, new cornerback out of Michigan, who I'm really excited about. Can't wait to talk to people about him. We're going to try to get Lockdown Wolverines on here, part of the Lockdown Network. Talk to them about what they saw over the last couple of seasons with David Long. Uh, hopefully, we'll have that maybe next week for you guys. But as we stay in the third round, the 97th pick overall was tackle Bobby Evans from Oklahoma. 
We knew coming into this draft that we needed some help on the offensive line, whether that was we were going really, really early looking for a starter, day one type of guy, or if we're trying to fill in behind guys like Noteboom and Allen, try to build some depth on that line because uh, obviously Whitworth getting older, Saffold gone, Sullivan gone, few guys stepping in. We need some depth there just in case we see some injury. We've been very, very grateful the last couple of years to be injury-free, but so there were some questions on the depth and what we are going to do to address those. It took 97 picks, but Bobby Evans came off the board from Oklahoma. Longtime starter out there, played a lot of games, a lot of meaningful games, had two Heisman quarterbacks that he was protecting, so he knows how to get it done. Right now we're going to go to Aaron Cromer, our offensive line coach, to hear his instant reaction and why he was so excited to add Bobby Evans to this group. Yeah, Bobby Evans is left tackle at Oklahoma, and uh, we have history with him and the program, obviously, with Zach, uh, uh, our quality control coach, uh, Zach Cromer, um, worked with uh, Oklahoma for four years. And so we have a lot of history there and, and really feel confident that he'll be a guy that can come in and contribute. What was he like as a college guy? I mean, I know he was playing left tackle this year, but he just flopped over from right tackle too, right? Yeah, anytime a guy can... Uh, can play two positions like that, start at right, then move to left. You know, you, you got to love his, his versatility and, and his athleticism that he's showing. Um, but he's had a lot of productive production there, and they've won a lot of games, and he's been a leader on their team, and so we're excited. You know, when he's blocking for guys, he's a Heisman winner in Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray is a guy who runs a lot. Just what kind of skill set does that take as, as, a, as a tackle? Well, I think, you know, anytime you have a lot of good athletes around you, um, they're going to make you look better, actually. Um, but you're used to playing with the, the top skill that, and against the top players um, as long as they play and how they play into the um, playoffs each year. So he's had experience against a lot of good players, and, and he'll have to do the same thing here. Now, I know you love cross-training those guys. Where do you see him sort of fitting in, and how do you project him out as a pro? Well, we like to say that anybody that isn't a starter is a guy that's going to play four positions or if he's a guard center only and can't play tackle he's going to play three so we can see him playing four positions right now um, left tackle left guard right guard right tackle and you know the best thing about that is it teaches him football teaches him our system and why things are happening and and uh, I think it helps him grow faster all right that was Miles Simmons there interviewing Aaron Cromer after the draft talking about Bobby Evans the new tackle I loved it uh, versatility. We talked about it yesterday. We'll talk about it today. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it through the whole offseason till we get to start playing some football games. But the Rams like guys that can play multiple positions. You heard Cromer talk that Bobby Evans is a guy that can probably play four positions on the offensive line, whether that's left guard, right guard, left tackle, right tackle. They feel comfortable that he can play it all. Very athletic offensive lineman. And when you look at what the Rams do with 11 personnel, they're going to need their guys to be able to not only pass protect, but to get up the field and make some blocks in the run game. So uh, they like his athleticism. They like his versatility. He's a big guy playing big games, has the connection to the Rams, as Cromer mentioned. Uh, so a lot of things seemed like a good fit here. The Rams were excited to get him and obviously got him in the third round. All right. So that wrapped up day two for the Rams as far as drafting goes. They had four picks in that day. That was their last pick of the day. They took a break, came back, finished the draft. So that's what we'll do is we'll step aside. We'll take a break. But as we're talking about all of these new prospects, 
finding the right guy for the job. We know this whole hiring process is a challenge, but there's one place where you can go where hiring is simple, smart, and fast. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. This place is called ZipRecruiter. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlights top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter also sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. You're going to get their powerful matching technology, scans through thousands of resumes to find the people that are right for you. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. So make sure you go directly to here to get the great deal. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. The smartest way to hire. All right, guys, we'll be right back after this. More on the other side, Lockdown Rams Tuesday. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second segment, Locked On Rams Tuesday. We are continuing to break down the draft, talk about all the players that we have gotten, how they fit in, what we feel about them, all of that stuff. And we talked about how awesome this draft was, not only from the players that were in it to Nashville hosting to the excitement about it. I saw this come out. I saw this tweet come out. Thought I'd share it because I, I thought this was interesting. The NFL draft is becoming a beast of its own at this point. It reached new heights, broke new records, 47.5 million viewers and 6,000 fans in attendance was the highest rated, most watched and most attended NFL draft ever. Got to give props to the NFL for putting on a good show. Obviously, like we said, that deep draft class helped build excitement. Big number one in Kyler Murray. And if you look ahead to next year's draft, there's a bunch of big name players coming out. A couple high prospect quarterbacks. I think that was one of the reasons why the Dolphins felt okay trading a second rounder for Rosen, knowing that next year they've got some draft capital. If, they, if it doesn't work out in a year, if they don't feel good about it, they can always go up and get one of those quarterbacks at the top. And it's going to be in Vegas, baby. That is going to be awesome. So you know the lights will be bright, the nation will be watching, and more young stars will be entering the NFL. So uh, just as soon as we finish talking about this, I'm sure we'll bring it up tomorrow with Jake. Hey, you start to turn around and look towards 2020. But 
That is a year away, and we've got tons to get to until then. Hopefully, another Super Bowl appearance. But the Rams stormed into the third day with four picks remaining, and in the fourth round, they took D-tackle Greg Gaines out of University of Washington. You heard his intro at the beginning of the show on Monday as he gave an introduction to Rams fans and is excited to be here. And we're excited to have him because Greg Gaines does a lot of amazing things. And in fact, we're going to cut to Les Need really quick, talk about uh, this was the open to his final press conference after the draft and what they really had on their mind day three coming into this draft. I spent this morning, you know, kind of going through the, the day's game plan and, and the the first, the, I guess they call it priority, was to uh, try to figure out how we could, you know, get to a spot in the draft and, and draft gains to fill a nose tackle type uh, spot in our base defense. And then from there it was, okay, where can we find players that could have a specific role of helping their position coach as well as Bones? And that's, you know, that's where Nick and Dakota come in. And then along the way, uh, when we did the tackle, that was, the, that was really our, you know, the last tackle we really, really desired and, and, and you know, thought we could put him in the hands of Coach Chrome and, and start the development process. So that, that was the intent of the day, and it worked out. Well, that was Les Need on coming into the third day. What their priority right out the gate was, was getting into a position where they felt they could go get D-tackle Greg Gaines from Washington. It was a guy that they had targeted going into the last day. They need a replacement for Indomitian Sioux. And you got to think getting Greg Gaines in the fourth round uh, is a great get for them there. This guy, again, won the 2018 Morris Trophy, which is given to the Pac-12's best defensive lineman. Another cool thing about this award, it's voted on by the players. So his peers are the guys that out there giving this award and voting in this. Uh, last season, paid 14 games, racked up 56 tackles. Of those tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. Also, if you hadn't seen the film, an incredible interception. It was tip at the line, and my man goes leaping uh, all fours off the ground and makes the pick. Uh, so he's athletic up there at the front, but he's basically just a run stuffer. He's a great guy to throw over the nose and just be able to kind of stuff up the run and allow Aaron Donald to do those things, which he does both in the run and the pass. Uh, but another great guy to plug in there right in the middle and try to help on what the Rams really struggled last year, which was stopping the run. Now we're going to go take a listen to Eric Henderson, who is the D-line coach for the Rams, and hear from him on his instant reaction about this pick and why he's so excited to get Greg Gaines in the building and a part of his position group. Well, the thing you like about Greg is, you know, he's a true grinder. I think he can really help us and run defense up front, you know, being able to take on those double teams and split guys, make plays in the backfield. And you got to have some tough guys inside. And, you know, Greg provides that toughness for us. Um, we like what he'd be able to bring to the table and be able to help us, uh, you know, from a substitution standpoint, staying fresh and being able to really, really uh, help improve our rush defense in first and second down situations. All right. Al, when you look at him as a guy, I mean, I was saying on TV, he played three technique, kind of moved around a little bit at Washington. Where do you see him slotting in for the Rams defense? We like him inside, uh, being able to hold those A gaps at the nose position. You know, we lost in Damakonsu last year, so being able to replace that. Uh, and help uh, you know continue to uh, move forward from a, a 
uh, run defense standpoint, inside being able to help us at the nose spot. My last thing I'll ask, you know, when you watched him on film, was there one game or maybe a play that stood out to you and you say, okay, this is a guy that we want for the LA Rams? Well, it was a bunch of plays. You know, he did a really good job in a senior bowl, which was really important uh, seeing those guys play against uh, top competition around the NFL or guys that will be drafted in the NFL. And so you see a guy as productive like that in those senior bowl situations as well as what he was able to do uh, at Washington. And I think that's a huge, huge statement being voted amongst his college peers as one of the top defensive linemen in the Pac-12. I think that's a big deal. Uh, and so you can't overlook that. You know, I think that's huge. That was Miles Simmons interviewing Eric Henderson about the Greg Gaines selection in the fourth round. And he said it multiple times. Helping stop the run. Helping stop the run. Filling in Dominican Sue's role in the middle, giving us depth and helping us plug up the middle to stop the run. I think it's pretty clear why the Rams want him in camp and why they picked him and why they were so excited about it, why they made it a priority to go get him. They loved everything about him coming out of Washington. Uh, you hear him mention it again at the end about being selected by his peers, how much that means. And we talk about this leading up to it. These senior bowl guys, it means a lot to get in front of the coaches, have some one-on-ones. You hear Les Snead talk about it a little bit later, I believe, in some clips I have. But the senior bowl is really, really important for the Rams. Even going back the last couple of years, they draft senior bowl guys. If you can go down the senior bowl and you can show out down there, you got a good chance to kind of open the eyes of the Rams. He's also uh, Greg Gaines, a guy that grew up in Los Angeles. So he's a SoCal native. And a little fun fact I actually saw floating around the internet. Greg Beecham had tweeted out, new Rams D-tackle Greg Gaines has never been to an NFL game. He grew up in L.A. back in the dark ages when there was no local team. So he's never gone to a pro game before. His first game at a pro game will be strapped up in a Horns helmet here in L.A. representing the Los Angeles Rams. So pretty cool story there. Let's quickly go back to Les Snead and Coach McVay. Hear a little bit more about what they really liked about Greg Gaines and uh, how this all kind of came together. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna got, he's gonna get a chance to compete. I mean, but he is a guy that we identified, Lindsey, that we feel like really will do a great job in our as a nose guard, you know, in our base package. Uh, being able to, you know, you look at a physical stout player. I think you really get a chance to see, you know, he, he was an outstanding, productive player for Washington. But then when you get a chance to really watch the Senior Bowl, where he's going against some of the best interior linemen in this draft, guys that we really thought highly of. I think you got a you got a sense for what a competitive player he is, a guy that loves football and kind of in the mold of what you've heard us talk about. But but what Greg was able to do at Washington, and then when you see the production he had at the Senior Bowl, uh, that really is what we felt really strongly about. And I think some of the things that we talked about, how we get better specific to to you know our scheme, but then also defensively in terms of playing the run a little bit better. I think that'll be a key uh, a factor of of being really stout inside, and we feel like Greg will provide that. Well, that was Sean McVay talking about Greg Gaines, how he's going to fit into the team, potentially opportunity for being a starter, but really, again, the focus, stopping the run, this team filling in holes from last year where they saw their defense struggle, one being the run defense. Greg Gaines is a great person to kind of slot in there, filling in for Ndamukong Sue, who we still have no clue where he's going to be playing, but it's not going to be with LA. So uh, really like that pickup there. What we're going to do now is we're going to step aside. We're going to take our second break. We're going to be back on the other side to finish this draft off with our fifth and our two seventh round picks and take us into Wednesday's episode. We'll be right back Tuesday's episode right after this. Started from the bottom, not a whole team here. 
yeah, started, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Tuesday edition Lockdown Rams. We are now completing the Rams draft here. We've talked about Bobby Evans today. We've talked about Greg Gaines. We're in the fifth round, which was the sixth selection for the Rams at 169 overall. They drafted Wisconsin offensive tackle David Edwards. David Edwards got an interesting story. He started as a quarterback. Moved his way to tight end and then finally finished up his career at University of Wisconsin as a three-year guy on the O-line. Continued to get better and better. Actually, his junior year before he came out this last year was probably his best year. Talks of him coming into the draft as a higher pick than he was picked now. Last year kind of struggled a little bit with a shoulder injury. Didn't perform as well, but he's got a high upside. A great, great run blocker. Another guy that can get up the field, which is very important as we run that 11 personnel. We're going to be doing a lot of schemes where we get our offense alignment out in some open space, and they've got to go compete up the field. It's going to be a good fit for him as well. And then adding depth. Again, the versatility, what we like to hear a lot in this uh, draft for what the Rams are looking for, a guy that can play multiple positions. In fact, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to Aaron Cromer talk about this selection, why he's excited, and what David Edwards can bring to the Rams. Uh, David was a starting tackle at Wisconsin, and uh, you know how we like our Wisconsin linemen here with Rob Havenstein having so much success. and uh, We studied their line pretty uh, uh, for a long time, and and and. We liked a couple of the guys that they had, and, and this is a guy that is a big person who um, really, really had a good junior year. Um, and and so just coming off of that, just remembering that, I mean, it was an exciting time to be able to get, get him at this time in the draft. Well, you mentioned uh, before we got on the air here, Rob Havenstein, this is his buddy. I mean, how much do you think that relationship is going to help him kind of transition to the NFL? Yeah, and I might have overstated that it's his actual buddy, but you know, all these Wisconsin linemen all stick together, and uh, and they've had a lot of success over the years. Um, so I think it's a fraternity alignment, and you can continue to go back there and, and find good linemen each year uh, coming out in the draft. And I think it, with uh, David's ability to sit behind Rob and just watch him work, see what kind of pro he is and how how to do it from a guy from his kind of same background, same school, same uh, training in college. And, and so I think you'll have that familiarity that will allow him to grow at a fast pace. And you heard him say it, another O-lineman from Wisconsin going to be able to come into this group. He knows Havenstein. Those guys are close. The Wisconsin O-lineman. 
so hopefully he finds a good fit in here. The versatility was another part of the clip that I believe I cut off. Is actually he's another guy I expect to play four spots on the O line. Can move up and down, uh, left and right. So uh, these guys are going to be able to play multiple positions depending on what happens. Uh, good depth at the O line. And also, you know, as we start to look to the future, what's happening with Whitworth, there's going to be a spot opening up. Someone's going to have an opportunity to grab that. So, developing these guys for a long term is another big part of this draft pick. And as we close out the draft, we've got seventh round, 243, safety from Penn State, Nick Scott. And there was no one more excited than our special teams coach, John Fossil, Bones. As he was the one to deliver the phone call to Nick Scott. We're going to play it now because it was a great clip. Here's special teams coach Bones giving Nick the call, letting him know the Rams have chosen him in the seventh round. What's up, Nick? What's up, Coach? You kept your word. I appreciate it. I told you, man. I told you. Congrats, huh? Thank you so much. That's Thank awesome, you. man. I'm super pumped for Thanks. you. I'm, I'm pumped for us, dude, and you're going to do great, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Y'all just you? made my day. Oh, you made ours too, man. So I talked about, you know, the role, and you just do everything. So... Congrats, man. You know, I called you at the Thank combine. So I meant it from the start, huh? Yeah, yeah, you were on it. You were on it from the <laughs> beginning. I appreciate it, man. You got it, buddy, that's man. That's, that's awesome. Where are you at right now? You home? Yeah, I'm at home. Cambridge, just me, my mom, and my aunt. All right, well, they got to book some cross-country flights to come see you play, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know they will. You have no problem. I know my dad will be on the plane going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, come on out of here. I'm going to have you do everything, all right, buddy? Just like we talked about. Hey, Nick. Hello, hey, coach. How you doing? Good. I'm the defensive coordinator here. Awesome. We're, we're awesome. looking. We're looking forward to having you. I'm really looking forward to it. You guys got the hardest worker, and I got great leadership skills. I'm only going to add to your organization. Well, great. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you. That's why. That's why we picked you, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know you play special team, but we're looking forward to you playing safety too now. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I mean, our special team. You're Absolutely. you're great at that, but. I think you could be a chance to be a great safety too. So let's. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, let's look forward to that, man. Okay. Congratulations. Okay. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. you Thank bet. you, coach. Oh, I love those phone calls. So great as they get to finally hear they've been drafted. And the energy that's coming from that phone call from Bones is just awesome. I mean, talk about another coach. We, we said yesterday how grateful we are to have Aubrey Pleasant on the staff. This is another guy, man, that is potential for moving up and moving forward in the NFL. Uh, he was interim coach for us for those four games, stuck with us as special teams coach. But at some point, uh, he will move up the ranks and have a chance. He's a leader of men. And the way he talks on the phone, you can tell these guys respect him. And he said, hey, man, you're going to come in and do everything for us. You know, So I told you a long time ago at the Combine, we really liked you. And now here we are. I fought for you. You're on the roster. Hands the phone over to Wade Phillips, who I love that Wade Phillips introduced himself. I'm the D coordinator. Yeah, yeah, buddy, we know. You're a legend, man, uh, but so humble in that right as well. So, uh, And he said, don't forget, we want you to play safety too. We want you to get behind these guys, learn, and be a contributor, not only in special teams, uh, but like Corey Littleton, a guy that can do it on special teams and at a position on the defense. So he's got some guys that he's going to sit behind and some time to try to get up to that position. But in a couple years, uh, the hope for him is not only a special teams guy, but a defensive guy as well. And then last but definitely not least... Our last pick of the draft, seventh round, 251, Texas Tech linebacker Dakota Allen. 
Now, if you're a fan of the Netflix show Last Chance You, you may recognize this guy. He was on the second season, originally went to Texas Tech, got into some off-the-field problem, was kicked off the team, uh, went to a community college from there, and then worked his way back up. So much so that Texas Tech gave him another chance. And I think that's really cool. And it kind of shows the person he is that the program that said, hey, you're not good enough to be here, turned around, had a chance to reevaluate the player, know him as a person and go, you know what? You do understand what you did. Come back here and finish what you started and uh, you know, come through this program. He was an absolute beast for them. Linebacker, did a great job. And in fact, here's actually Les Snead, Sean McVay, talking about that. The whole last chance you and what they saw in him, especially the guy that came a few years ago with some character issues. Dakota Allen was a guy that had to battle back from some adversity, self-inflicted. Um, did you guys talk to him about that? And can you see him being thrown into the mix at the inside linebacker position? Yeah, yeah we definitely talked to him, interviewed him at the combine. We obviously did a lot of research on him. And I think the number one thing we try to find out is is when somebody does go through adversity, what happens after that adverse moment, and uh, is there any lessons that's applied? So it's it's a really neat story. I know it's well publicized based on the the last chance you and and all that. But I do know that you know what, what was really neat going through the process was uh, the mistake he made at Texas Tech. There were people at Texas Tech who uh, definitely fought for him to to get a second chance based on who he was. And uh, great phone call. Today, I think it was one of our, our favorites because yeah. you could tell he was definitely appreciative to get this opportunity. Fun football player to watch. So, obviously, our linebacker, I mean, we, we coach, it was one of those situations where uh, Coach Barry and Coach Bones were on board, and, and, and we all know how those linebackers are that maybe aren't starting. They're, they're covering a lot of kicks for us, hopefully. Have, have either you guys actually seen Last Chance You? Did you guys, have you seen it? Maybe Sean. Yes, has. I have actually. That was how uh, when his name came up, I said, "Hey, isn't that the guy from Last Chance U?" So uh, you know, he did. Uh, you know, I think the one thing that you like about him too, though, is anytime you look at somebody, you know, li- life isn't perfect, and you've always got to make a decision because some of the things that you guys hear us talk about with the character is an extremely important factor of what we want. Um, but to think that perfection is realistic is is not. And what you learn a lot about people is when they do go through that adversity, how do they respond? I think that's a great indicator of, um, you know, how people are going to handle things that inevitably come up in life and especially that's relevant to football. And I think that gave him a perspective where when you hear how emotional and how important it was to get that call specific to a lot of the things that he had overcome, not only to just get back to Texas Tech, but then to become uh, a drafted player in the NFL. Uh, I think there's an appreciation that he has, and, and you like the way that he responded from from a mistake. And he didn't run away from that, and that's what that's what you want to hear. And, and we're looking forward to seeing how uh, he comes in and competes. And that was Sean McVay, Lesney, talking about Dakota Allen and, and you know basically making that mistake. But one of the things that they were so impressed about was the way that he responded to those mistakes, that he owned up to everything, he turned it around, his own Texas Tech brought him back in, he was able to you know, basically understand what he did. McVay talks about you know, everyone expects perfection, and that's just not obtainable. And so to see a kid that understands that, made wrong, but has made right by that as well, is really impressive to them. And Les Need talked about another linebacker that Uh, is just a tackle machine, a guy that they can kick into special teams because there are some open spots there as well. 
uh, that we're going to need to make some plays. And this is a guy that is not afraid to stick his nose out there and make a tackle. That's perfect uh, for what we're trying to do here on special teams. And again, we mentioned it with Corey Littleton. We mentioned it with our last pick in Nick Scott. But uh, these guys are expected to come in, contribute on special teams, and then also go into the position group and you know contribute there, whether it's just studying and making the guys better as a group or getting in when their number is called and producing. So uh, a lot of excitement, even near the end of this draft, a lot of really cool stories from a quarterback turned offense alignment to a guy that was on last chance you kicked off a football team, then brought back and now here drafted. And also the only last chance you player to be drafted in the NFL. So another little cool thing for him as well. And then just a great player in safety, Nick Scott, a guy that also not afraid to put his nose out there and get some tackles. So overall, I'm really excited about this Rams draft. I think I have them graded about a B grade. Taylor Rapp, David Long in the secondary near the top. Daryl Henderson, really excited about his upside and what he can do with Todd Gurley. I love seeing Todd Gurley retweet the Rams welcome of him as well. And basically saying, you know, can't wait to get to work with you. He put it on his Instagram, put it on Twitter. Todd Gurley's not a guy that wants to eat into what you guys are feeding right now with building this drama. He is a team player. You saw it when CJ came on. He is not the guy, right now at least, that is going to demand the ball 30 times. Yes, he wants to get in the end zone. Yes, I think he wants to be in consideration for the MVP. Yes, I think he wants to lead the league in rushing. But is he okay with sharing the football? Of course, yes. He loves Jared Goff throwing the football around. We've got three wide receivers with Cooper Cup coming back, adding another guy to the mix to, to make this offense even more explosive. It's going to be fun. We'll talk about it even more tomorrow with Jake from Downtown Rams. But for today, that's all I got for you. So you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.